Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champion, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. We're here on the 4th Down Experience podcast, excited about this guest. This is a guy that uh, I actually got to meet at a free agent combine in 2009, almost 10 years ago. Chris has met him at a free agent combine, too. He's played for several NFL teams. Uh, welcome to the show, Nick Novak. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, I think I met you at the Super Bowl, too, when you were – Vinatieri was there. You guys were – That's right, show, yeah. Showcasing something. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Hey, what's up, Nick? Thanks for being on the Fourth Down Experience. How are you? I'm good, man. Just uh, just resting after a long day of training with John Carney and the rest of the the guys out here in San Diego. Yeah. So, Nick, maybe just bring us, just like, go through a whole day. Like, what's going on with Carney? What time do you wake up? What are you doing? Talk, tell the viewers that. So my typical day. So it's Monday. So I woke up at four to get to a. Uh, Five o'clock, five a.m. workout, uh, which lasts about an hour and a half. Then um, I'll go home, you know, get the protein in me, get some breakfast, then I'll get some energy for my kicking session. I'll go kick for about an hour, two hours. Um, usually, I kick with John Carney, or I'll kick by myself over uh, University of San Diego or SDSU. Um, that's kind of my, my day. Everything's kind of my training's pretty much done before noon. And then, uh, if then I'll maybe do a one-on-one lesson, coach, coach the kids, uh, range from, from 13 to, to 18 years old right now. So it's got a, lot, a lot of fun doing that, especially since I got a little free time between, uh, you know, being that I'm a, I am a free agent. So, yeah. Yeah. So Nick, so obviously you've been in the league for a while. People know who you are. Uh, tell the audience kind of what your current status is like and got any feelers out there right now. So uh, current status is obviously um, unemployed, <laughs> which is um, it's been a situation that I've been in over the, over the course of the last 13 years. So, uh, yeah, I'm just waiting for you – know, I'm, I'm kind of in that situation where I'm, I'm going into my 11th credit season – my base salary is, is really high, and it's going to come, I think, down to a situation where, you know, a young guy or a team's just not working out with with who they have, and they'll go to an older guy or a guy with um, this season. But I, I have faith that something's going to work out and certainly preparing for that to happen. Yeah, I mean, Nick, you've played with so many teams over your career, and I think the audience, if you're, if you're not aware of Nick Novak, most of you guys, if kicker specialists that follow you should be aware of nick he's played for the bears he's the cowboys redskins cardinals the chiefs the chargers the jets all right he's played for a lot of teams um he's got a lot of experience he was one of those guys that that kept on grinding when he was a free agent just kept on being persistent and proactive and staying on his craft and and then he finally landed and and he's played for several teams over several years really um and so 
Uh, Nick's the real deal, staying in shape with Carney out there. Uh, Nick, like, you know, just being kind of a veteran of the NFL right now, um, uh, what's it like, you know, you're trying to stay in shape and, and, and working out? Is that because of, like, fall camp and things of that nature preseason? Um, it's just a way of life for me. I've, I've, every day uh, I was preparing for to get be signed, you know, for an OTA or this off season. So ever since – you know, the last year's season ended. You know, I, I was on IR last year with the L.A. Chargers um, after playing about seven games with them. And when I was released in April, that was kind of a kind of a surprise. So I, when that happened, it was just uh, press, the re, press the reset button and focused on getting healthy again and and um, have been kicking really since um, April, since May. Um, so, yeah, my – my main focus now is just to then to kick, uh, to be in the best kicking shape possible for, you know, for that, that call to come. And, you know, I've, I pride myself in always being ready for that call. And I, you know, and I kind of, uh, for the young guys making it, you know, to, to always remember that if, if you're in the, uh, you know, you're in that group of, of guys that call, that teams are calling, make sure you always stay ready. Cause it's, Sometimes the call comes when you when you least expect it, and um, I really really feel like you know if, if lifting and, and training and kicking is a way of life for you, then I think you always be ready. Nice. Yeah. So Nick, when you're going out and kicking right now, um, you know, being a veteran at this, knowing your your body, like what's your rep count? You know, including one steps and full steps and kickoffs. Like, what is your rep count? Oh, I actually bought a counter <laughs> this off season, uh, like the old baseball counter. So it, I'm sure I'm well over a hundred uh, when I was in my twenties, and then now I've kind of tapered it to forty, forty to sixty really good reps. Nice. Um, that, that's I, they're not always really good reps. Um, it's like to my to the standard that I that I want, but I really go. I, to the to the field every day with that that mindset let's let's hit 40 good balls um you know and i'll chart balls and chart field goals kickoffs um every day kind of have a purpose uh not just really kicking and shagging and punting them back and then before you know it you count the punts and you're well over 200 balls yep. so it's it's easy to do that because obviously you love to get you know once you're on the field it's, it's great to be out there you know it's, sometimes it's it's our only outlet. Um, if you're not a, a golfer or you don't have other hobbies, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to be on the field. Um, so I can't tell you how many, how many training sessions I've had over the years, but it's been, shoot, it's been a lot of balls you know, and a lot of training <laughs> sessions and uh, a lot of practice. I can tell you that. Nice. Well, Nick, I don't know if you know this. Um, I often reference you quite a bit at my trainings and my camps mainly because uh, back in about 2009 when we were at the Gary's Honor Pro Development Camp, you actually taught me the surprise onside kick. And so I often credit you for being the guy that taught me, and I use that to give back and, and train the kids that I train. So my question to you is, you've been around the, the league so long as a journeyman. What is what has the game or the league taught you about yourself and, and things like that in your career? Um. Yeah, well, that's pretty awesome that that I, you you uh, used me as kind of the guy you learned to 
the kick from because I can't tell you how many guys don't know how to do a high hop kick when I'm competing against them. They just don't have it in the bag of tricks. And I, uh, if you're going to be an NFL kicker, you got to learn how to do it. I didn't know how to do it my first three years. Uh, and then I, I learned from Billy Cundiff. Nice. And, um, so it's something that definitely, definitely keep teaching your, your guy. I know you can't do it in college, but definitely need to know how to do it at the pro level. Um, so over the years, man, it's, you, uh, don't be sensitive, man. It's, you can't be sensitive if you're going to be a kicker at any level. You have to have thick skin. I think that comes with, obviously, when you have failure, which we all will have, if you're going to be kicker, you're going to miss kicks. It's just, the it's just a fact. And the guys that can bounce back and move on to the next rep without letting the last one affect you. I think they're the guys that will have a really long career. We'll, we'll be able to play well into their 20s and, and maybe the 30s. Um, you know, it's, it's, and that's not, easy. that's not easy to bounce back when you have, when you have fellow kickers that, that want that job. You know, the free agent kickers, they're, you know, waiting, waiting for their opportunity and, or backup kicker in, at the college level for uh, second string, third string kickers. That so you you uh, you just always have to always have to bounce back. I mean, it's not. I can't preface it enough. It's this is one of the greatest jobs in the world, but it's not easy, and um, it's also fun. You know, if you if you allow it to be, it can. You, I know plenty of kickers that just couldn't handle the stress, and just just couldn't handle the the, criti- the, the critique on a daily basis. It was just too much. Um, but I think I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's not it's not always going to be perfect. That certainly wasn't always perfect for me. Um, there's, you know, to play to play six straight seasons I think it, it was for um, since 2011 uh, just really that I think that came down to to having a really a really tight-knit group of a circle um, being ready when 2011 the opportunity came when Nate Kading got hurt and that opportunity happened I was ready I was beyond ready I've been cut four or five times before that opportunity went back to the drawing board, kept working, kept working, going to Gary's honored combines, uh, Michael Houston combines, you know, doing everything I can to grind, to be able to compete alongside some of the best that were out there. Um, and not being afraid to do that. Um, and it's, it's not always going to work out in your favor. You know, you might be the best kicker out there and might have the best day, but it, it, they don't pick you. Or you, uh, you know, things like that that happen. You just, you just gotta keep going. I mean, I think everybody's got to set a goal, and this has been my, my, my goal, I guess, um, for the last twenty years. Not necessarily to play in the NFL, but just to try to become the best kicker I could. And if I made it to the NFL, great. Um, it wasn't ever about ever about the money or chasing the check. It was always about how good you can can you become as a kicker, and then 
for me, it became. I, it was always been. But part of the most important thing has always been never to let my teammates down. You know, have them count on me to do my job. As far as part of my greatest fear is, you know, letting down a teammate, and that's the last thing I wanted to do. It's, it's, and then. Yeah, I feel like I'm rambling here, but it's... No, I mean, it's, this is great advice. We're just kind of, like, letting you go. Uh, Nick, like, you talk about having fun in the NFL. Like, talk about six or seven of the most, like, awesome stadiums that you've gotten a chance to kick in. Um, well, Mexico City was pretty awesome. I played there in 2016 against the Raiders, um, Azteca, the Azteca Stadium. And I know that's not uh, yeah. your typical... NFL stadium, but it was being from a soccer background. I really appreciated playing there mm-hmm. and all the history. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, not Dallas Cowboys. The uh, Denver Broncos uh, have a, they have a obviously the altitude is nice to kick there. It's yeah. just the ball always seems to go straight and uh, far. Um, great environment. I love playing at the Eagle Stadium just because the fans are are. Uh, they're spe- I mean, they're they're special. <laughs> they, they're, they're, they'll uh, they'll try to get in your head the entire game, and I can, I can remember going there and going four for four with the game winner, and the beginning of the game, man, they knew they knew everything about me and my and my girlfriend, or you know everything. They they were just trying as hard as they could, and as I kept going, making my kicks, it just got quiet. It got quiet, and I love that part of it. Um, what else? Qualcomm. Qualcomm, uh, to me, is one of the, the best stadiums to kick in. Uh, consistent wind. Weather's always nice. The field's always always pretty good. Um, where else? Well, let me ask you this. Have you play- You've been in the league for like 13-ish years. Have you played in every single stadium in the league? Yeah, I think I accomplished that like two years ago. That's um, pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> but the one, the one stadium, I mean, the newest ones, like the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in, in Georgia, I haven't played that one yet. That one's brand new. Oh, Falcons, yeah. You played uh, the Vikings Stadium yet? Say that again? Have you been in the uh, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota? The new Vikings Stadium? Yes, I played in that one. That one, when we went there, they had this huge window, so they opened it, and... It felt like you were outside. I think it was right around 38 degrees, so it was definitely not an indoor stadium at that point. They opened the windows and knew exactly what they were doing. You know, in, in uh, 2016, Nick, you went 35 for 41 for the Texans. Like, just that's like a that's like a lot of field goals. I mean, like just think about that number. I mean, uh, you know, and you you had a great career. You're still having a great career, but I remember when you were at the Texans, especially that year, you were just killing it. Like. Maybe talk about that season. Yeah, I mean, I got to got to be a teammate with Leckler and, and John Weeks, two great pros. Um, I'm not. I mean, obviously, you kick a lot of field goals. You know, there's a reason for that. We're, we were scoring a lot of touchdowns, so it's it. Uh, you know, it's great for it was great for me. I got to I got to do my job and do it a lot. Um, I ended up that year it was actually 40 for 46 if you count playoffs. Nice. Um, so it was a lot of. A lot of balls, and uh, it was. I mean, it's. It, I mean, it, that that's that season was essentially two seasons, pretty much, of field goal kicking, in one. 
So I, was, I loved it, and uh, especially just being teammates with those guys. I mean, we went to two, two years of of uh, playoff playoff appearances, and it was it was a lot of fun. Like we were also AFC South champions, um, not AFC, and uh, AFC, yes, AFC. So I was, uh, yeah, I, mean, I I got nothing but great memories in, in Houston. Um, getting to know JJ Watt and, and all those guys, um, you know, Bill, Coach uh, Bill O'Brien was actually one of my coaches at Maryland, so I. I had a good relationship with him before before they signed him in 2015. So I was nice. Well, Nick, I wanted to also talk to you about the Chargers. You know, you're from San Diego. You seem to have a good relationship with them. You've, you've come back and played with them three times. What does that organization and fan base mean to you as well as kind of being the hometown school for you or uh, hometown team? Right, yeah. I, I grew up here, like I said, watching Kellen Winslow and, and all those guys play. It's like... You know, I got the opportunity to be in camp in 2010 uh, when when Nate Kading was the guy, and, and then when when 2011 happened, um, you know, I got got the opportunity. I, I was always sometimes, you know, the, you're considered a camp leg. I was considered a camp leg for the first two two years, really, with the Chargers. Um, and a lot of kickers asked me, like, when you're when you're not the guy, you know, what kind of mindset should you be in? And uh, I always had a lot, tons of respect for Kading, and always, I t- every day was like, all right, I need to just within myself, I need to act like I need to tell myself, okay, you're the starter, but you know, obviously, don't tell anybody that. But you know, I had that belief in myself that if I kept grinding and I kept earning the trust of the organization, that if anything happened to Nate, they would maybe call me. Um, so it was a great opportunity for me for to just to develop, play. Com- compete, um, get a lot of film, you know, and I'm forever grateful for the, for the San Diego Chargers and now the LA Chargers is, is that they, you know, they, they were the first team to give me my first contract, um, after the 2000, before the 2013 season. And that was, uh, to have a little bit of stability finally, um, to be able to just not take a deep breath and relax, but just kind of be like, Man, I can I can feel like I can finally unpack my suitcase, you know, that I yeah. was you know always packed, you know, for <laughs> workouts, you know. So I am. It's a special place for me, um, the organization, and everybody involved. Uh, and I, I got to mention Mike Cyphers because probably one of the best quarters I've ever had. And I can't. I, people don't understand, you know, how how important it is to have a great holder. Um, and he was he was unbelievable um, so I owe a lot of my success to him especially so it's yeah man I, I consider myself a, a charger for life and very grateful and thankful for just for all the stuff that we accomplished together there yeah so Nick uh, you went through the era of going back and forth between kickoffs and, and now the kickoff uh, has been a, a hot topic so, you know, um, you had to kick it off from the 35, and then you're kicking back off from the 30, and then now back from the 35. You know, like, talk about the whole process of this whole kickoff deal and what your thoughts are on it. it it's extended my career, I can tell you that. When we went from the 30 to 35, it was, 
it was great. I was I was probably the happiest guy because I was always been one of my one of my weaknesses was just not being an out of the back end zone kicker. But um, you know, when it comes to like uh, concussions and, and player safety, um, I think the new helmet rule may may help. You know, I definitely hope that the uh, that it, the stats show that this season, so they don't take it out of the game. I think it's one of the greatest plays in, in football, being able to run down there and being one of the 11 players trying to make a tackle. Um, you know, the emphasis also became, you know, instead of let's kick it out of the back, let's hang it up and let's, let's directional kick. Um, so, I, you know, I really try to get good at that. When a coach said put it deep left with, you know, something above a 4-0, and it was outside the numbers that I could I could do that, you know, yeah. when they asked. Um and the players, more often than not, it would be, you know, don't kick a touchback. I want to cover. This is this is my livelihood. You know, they want to, they want to run down there and make a tackle. You know, because they take the game out. You know, that's those are opportunities they lose and potentially, potentially a career. So, uh, hopefully, the the kickoff stays. And, yeah. Well, <clears throat> for all of our sakes, let's hope it stays too. But. Uh... My question for you, Nick, here is, you know, you've been in the game for a while. Um, do you have any, uh, you know, special teams coaches or head coaches that really made a big impact in your life and career? And and, and actually, as you have gone up to the, the, the kind of the, the system of learning how to kick, did you have any kickers you looked up to at the same time? Yeah, um, Paul Epstein was, was, the first, was the first dad, really. His son was Hayden Epstein. Um, he ended up going to Michigan and play had played played in the NFL for a couple of years, but his dad taught me how to. Uh, they taught me how to kick um, in San Diego, and then we moved to the East Coast when I was thirteen. Well, when I was thirteen, I didn't start kicking until my sophomore year in high school, so I didn't I didn't really touch football. I was dead set on playing soccer, and my sophomore year in high school is when I, I met the Epstein, or I knew the Epsteins, but we were on we went on vacation out in San Diego from the East Coast and um, spent the entire summer learning how to kick. And then after that first year in high school, um, went to fourth down sports camps with Bill Renner and um, Paul Woodside. And Paul Woodside and I, you know, he's kind of like my my uh, godfather. You know, he's, he's a mentor, someone, you know, like you guys are coaches. So this, these are things that we can become to – you know, upcoming kickers, and he he was that to me. He was more than just a coach, a kicking coach. He he's he's an unbelievable person, strong Christian man. Um, he's been coaching kickers ever since. Um, I'm sure, his his professional days were done, and um, so I got a lot of respect and admiration for him. Uh, so, I, but after that. Um, when I got to the NFL, when I got to the NFL, Rich Passaccia, uh, and I can't say enough about him. He was my he was my coach for the San Diego Chargers. Um, now he's with the Raiders. Tough coach. Um, he's like a, he's he's a John he's a John Gruden guy. So he's um, he's got that mindset of just super tough. Um, every day pushes you. To a new level, and so it's 
he allowed me to play. He said, you're our guy. No matter what, I don't care if you miss, just you're our guy. And he, he, gave, he put that belief in me. And I can't tell you how much confidence that gave me that we're um, – I don't think I missed very much when he said that and just going into that season. So, I, you know, he's a coach that believed in me and gave me a shot. Um, and then, shoot, and there's so many, there's so many coaches along the way that you know, NFL coaches that, that, you know, yeah, they signed me and I was their guy, and and some of them even cut me. But we, we formed some, some really good relationships uh, outside of the, the business side of it. I think this is human beings. Um, but I can't I can't emphasize enough how important the coaches have been. And you know, not only that, my family and my brothers and um, my wife, you know, the whole the whole unit. It's definitely a, took a village um, along the years. It's definitely not just me and my my hard work or and all that and bouncing back is people talking to me along the way making sure that I didn't I didn't lose uh, that, that confidence or that drive to just keep going and persevere yeah so hey Nick um, love the interview so far it's providing a lot of good guidance and wisdom uh, I guess my last question is is um, like what would you tell the aspiring high school um, specialist like, what kind of advice would you give them yeah, just take one kick at a time. Don't don't ever think about the next level until you get there. If you're a high school kid, um, don't start thinking about you know, your D1 offers and all these things. you, know, you got to take care of business on the field first. And then when you get to the college level, especially going into your junior, senior year, definitely don't start thinking about which agent you're going to pick or um, if you're going to get invited to the NFL Um combine and all that stuff and, uh, I really always focus on one kick at a time it's the, always that kick and then the next kick um, and like I said earlier just don't be sensitive this is a, a profession for for tough guys um, football players and I know kickers aren't really considered football players but you gotta have a tough mindset um, to be able to do it and to and to keep going, probably I think I would. I will, I'll say this: I'll say the kickers are probably some of the toughest guys in the team because of what mentally what they have to deal with. Um, so that's, that's what I'll say. You know, it's, it's I've, I've, I don't know. I've I, I spent a lot of time with Navy Seals now, and, and just being around that mindset of trying to be around people that are great. You know, people that uh, have this. But they're, they're different, you know. They they wake up at three in the morning, or they, you know, do ultra marathons and things like that. And there's there's something different about these people. Um, they're not normal, and I think <laughs> a lot of kickers I mean aren't necessarily normal. You know, we might get the uh, the rap that we're weird or something, but man, just keep working, be an athlete. Um, never just be a kicker. You know, be one of the be one of the guys, and uh, they love what you do and have fun. And don't take it too serious at the end of the day. Nice. Well, Nick, I've really enjoyed this interview here, too. Uh, my last question I had for you was I, I see that you're tied a little bit to this Alliance Football League. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about this this, this football league and, and what it means and, and how it's all yeah. working? 
the AAF, the inaugural season coming up, uh, I felt like for me it was great timing. Um, if I don't get signed this year, then I'll, I'll have a season to play from February to April uh, with playoffs. So it's, it's a 10-game season with eight teams, um, and there's a, a four-team playoff. So, so yeah, I signed a, a three-year deal. Um, and as far as I know, it is going to be a, a really – it's going to be a legit league. You know, that's, it's not going to compete against the NFL. It's going to – the time is going to be great for guys to be able to sign and then still, um, you know, try to get picked up by an NFL team. So, you know, a lot of guys just need playing time. They need, they need to get that experience um, to get to the next level, build up that confidence and that resume. And I think this league is, is very important. You know, you go from college, you go to an NFL camp, you might get cut your first year, you go straight into this league or sign with this league. Um you know, still get picked up by the NFL during the season and then play play a season if you don't play. It's perfect timing. Um, and for me, I'm 37 years old. Uh, I feel like I'm 27 years old. Uh, I don't think it's a great league for kickers, too. That you know, it's, it's just field goals. They're taking the, the kickoff out of it, so it's going to help out with uh, preserving the leg. And then uh, you can just hone in on, on being an accurate kicker and, you know, trying to win a championship, trying to win. You know, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for me to win a championship. I never won a Super Bowl. Never been to a Super Bowl. I've been to playoffs a couple times, and I don't care what league it is. We got a chance. I got a chance now to compete with my teammates uh, to win the championship in the AAF, and that's exciting to me. And you know, it gives me a lot of a lot of motivation every day to train for the NFL and also train for the AAF. So I'm excited about it, and I think uh, it'll be great for the younger players too. Yeah, Nick signed with the the Birmingham team and the uh, Alliance of American Football League, and so we're we're hoping this uh, this league jumps off and and proves all the other leagues that have tried to jump off wrong, you know. And it looks everything looks legit. Uh, I've been watching all the the Instagram posts and all the players that are being signed, the Bill Polian, all the folks that are that are involved. So it's going to be a great opportunity for you, Nick, uh, if if the NFL doesn't work out. Hey, you guys, you guys should try to play. Yeah. Just field goals. <laughs> yeah, get, get me. Uh, you got them on retirement. Yeah, get me on the Atlanta team, Nick. That's only like three hours for me, so. Uh, it's a done deal. I'll help you out anyway I can. C- I'll have my agent call for you. CBS Sports, nice. <laughs> it's gonna be on CBS Sports. I mean, that's legit. It's a legit TV partner. Yeah, I, I think they're making all the right moves. They have all the Bill Polian and a bunch of ex NFL players and coaches. And everybody's, everybody has the same goal, I think, in that league is to try to get back in the NFL, uh, even the coaches. So it's, you know, what I'm, ex- I'm excited too is that I get to kind of take a leadership role, um, help out why kind of went with the with the coaching and, and game planning side of it too when it comes to special teams, um, you know, using my experience. And, um, so I'll, I look forward to that too. Uh, hopefully be I'll taking more of a leadership role um, with this AF team and then um with the league yeah i mean it's ultimately it's, it's the who's who with coaches i mean there's there's names that i've seen in the league for years and um it's gonna be fun to watch especially because it's gonna be on cbs and it'll be fun to follow you and see how this plays out but you know hopefully you get back into the nfl but it'll be fun to watch you in this league as well yeah man i gotta believe it's gonna happen it's, it's you know i can tell you this uh 
every year I've always gotten a call an opportunity and I think until that doesn't happen if it doesn't happen this year then maybe I'll start thinking the NFL opportunities are washed up but I've always gotten the opportunity so I'm going to stay positive motivated you know keep helping young kickers out while I can and keep doing podcasts with you guys man (laughs) we appreciate (laughs) you being on man Uh, thanks Nick for taking the time to to talk with us man best of luck in future endeavors you too guys thanks a lot yeah, appreciate it, Nick. And if it, yeah. the Alliance thing happens, uh, you might have to be our first interview for the Alliance League. So uh, we'll be in touch down the road as well. I'll do it. I have some tickets waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, man. man. Talk soon. All right, guys. See you. Well, Chris, uh, that was pretty interesting, talking with Nick and catching up with him. Yeah, it sure was, man. Like I said, yeah. Uh, his uh, had a big influence on my life in terms of teaching me the surprise onside kick and and so it was fun to actually hear his, his side of the story because he's a guy that I always kept my eye on every year, wondering where he was at and what team he was on. So that was fun. And, you know, he, he had a lot to say in terms of what the life was like and the grind. And I think for anybody that's hoping to make a three-year career or five-year career or 12-year career like him, um, that's, that's the grind. That's the everyday grind. So uh, I love that one. Yeah. I really enjoyed the interview and uh, someone that we're familiar with that we've met both in person and uh, probably we'll, we'll meet again here soon. Thanks guys for tuning in to the fourth down experience podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and, and also give us a good review. If uh, this provided you some value and some, some good information, give us a five star review and, and leave us a nice comment. Thanks guys for tuning in. Yep. Thanks again, guys. Uh, stay tuned. We got some sweet interviews lined up and we're excited for what's ahead. So thanks again. for Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.